I have been coaching football for the past 10 years, and one of the things I've learned is that there's a direct connection between a player's focus and a player's level of success. The greater a player's focus is, the greater level of success they will achieve. And the lower their focus is, or if their focus is somewhere it shouldn't be, then the lower their performance will be. You know, when athletes compete in a game, there are a lot of things that are vying for their attention. There are a lot of distractions that can get them to focus on things that they shouldn't be. I mean, there's the distractions of fans in the stands who, who are cheering and yelling and sometimes screaming and booing, not calling anybody out. And then there are the distractions of the coaches who are also yelling and giving out commands. And there's the officials and there's the the, their teammates and then there's the opponents. And oftentimes opponents are trash talking. And so that can be a source of distraction. And these are just all the outward distractions that an athlete may face during a game. Then there are the inward distractions. The things in our own minds and in our own feelings that can distract us from the task at hand. You know, sometimes athletes will second guess themselves. I've watched so many athletes second guess themselves on the field so much that they take themselves right out of the game. I've watched athletes who, who, who are busy thinking about something from their personal life during the middle of a game and it causes them to lose focus and thus lowering their success. You know, there's a direct connection between your focus and your level of success. You know this principle to be true in your life. You've seen it at work, whether you've been at work or at school or working on some project around your house. The more focused you are, the higher level of success you will achieve. But there are always distractions coming at you. There could be your coworkers or other classmates. It might be a boss or a teacher or maybe somebody in your family, but they're pulling you away and pulling your focus away from what you're trying to work on. And it lowers your level of success. And those are just the outward uh, distractions. There's also the inward ones. Maybe you're busy, caught up thinking about things in your personal life while you're at work and, and you just can't seem to focus on the task at hand. Or maybe you're so worried about your job performance and, and if you're going to earn the promotion or if you're even going to get to keep your job that, that you worry and you get, you get anxious and, and it distracts you from the task at hand. There's a direct connection between your focus and your level of success. You know, we're going through this series called Survival Mode. And it's been a series that we're using this as an opportunity to kind of talk about this season of life we find ourselves in the middle of. None of us prepared for this, and yet we're in the middle of it trying to figure it out. And there's one part of Scripture that kind of seems like a parallel topic. I mean, they didn't have a global pandemic going on in the Bible that we could look at and, and learn from. But there was one point in history where Christians were afraid to leave their houses. And there was something outside of their homes that caused them great fear and anxiety. And it caused them to doubt and to worry and, and to get angry and to, to get depressed and to get stressed out. And it comes when uh, after Jesus raises from the dead. You know, Jesus dies on the cross, raises from the dead, uh, ascends to heaven. And then there were a bunch of people who believed in Jesus. 
who said that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. He's the Savior, and we believe in him. And then there were a bunch of people who didn't believe. And those who did not believe actually spent their time trying to find the people who believed so that they could kill them. I mean, imagine that. Just imagine you could be killed because you believe in Jesus. That the only way for you to stay alive would be to lie and to deny that you believe in Jesus. And if you said you did believe in him, then you could be stoned to death, uh, burned alive, uh, a number of things. I mean, how crazy is that to think that that's what they had to endure? And that's the situation that they found themselves in. And there was one man named Peter. And Peter wanted to encourage Christians. He, he wanted to give them some practical advice about what they should do in this situation and, and how to not get caught up in fear and doubt and anxiety and depression. And, and he wanted to write a letter to a bunch of Christians to encourage them and to help them out. I mean, if you had to write a letter to, to Christians who were being persecuted for their faith, what would you write? I mean, what would you say in a letter that could encourage them and to keep them focused on their faith and, and, and to help them practically in their lives? I don't know what I would write. I wouldn't even know where to begin. But luckily, Peter did know where to begin. And luckily, we still have Peter's letter today. It's in our Bible, and we call it the book of First Peter. And it's Peter's letter to Christians trying to encourage them during a season of life that they didn't prepare for, yet found themselves in the middle of. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, Peter has this to say to Christians, starting in verse 13. He says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. You know, Jesus, Peter said, hey, here's what you've got to do. First, you've got to have a very clear and focused mind. Uh, it's got to be sober. It's got to be alert. You've got to have a, a clear mind. You, you can't be distracted. You can't be caught up in thinking all of these other thoughts. First, you have to clear your mind. That's the key. It's to take your focus and first clear your mind of all the other stuff so that you can focus on what you're supposed to. And that's what Peter gets into in the next couple verses. Verse 14, he says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you, holy, you, who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. You see, Peter understood the principle that there's a direct connection between your focus and your level of success. And so he says, hey, Christians, you're going through a tough time. You're going through a time that you never prepared for, yet you find yourself in the middle of, and you have no idea what to do. He says, first, you've got to clear your mind. First, you have to have a clear mind from all the distractions and then you need to focus on what matters most. He says you need to focus on Jesus. That should be your focus. The fact that Jesus is coming back someday, and on that day, you as a Christian will receive grace. That's where our focus should be. 
And he says, then once you have your focus right, now you're ready to achieve success because now you're ready to live the life that God's called you to. He says that we should be holy just as Jesus was holy. And so that's what we're called to do, is to have a clear mind, a focused mind on what matters most, Jesus. And then to live the life that he's called us to live. Now, I, I know we're not facing persecution in, in our time here in America right now. But we are in a season of life that's pretty weird. Uh, we've really been uh, stripped down to the basics in life. You know, there, there's, there's no more kids going to school. Uh, we're not going on family vacations. A lot of us are not even getting together for holidays or birthdays. Or You know, we're kind of just having work and, and then you're at home. And that's about life. And so we've been reduced to this really basic thing. And I think it brings about some, some anger, some frustration, some anxiety, maybe worries or doubts or, or questions. And Peter is saying to us that in order to get through situations that are tough, we have to focus on what matters most. And for us, that's Jesus. It's, it's the hope that we have in Jesus. Now, you know, I know that this is easier said than done. It could be really difficult to just clear your mind of, of doubts and worries and, and all the thoughts that run through your mind and, and, and worrying about the news and what the new rules are going to be. And you worry about loved ones who, who maybe are more at risk for getting the virus. I know there's tons of stuff going through our minds. And it's not just that easy to just forget about it all and focus on Jesus. You know, I myself have been reading a devotional plan throughout this situation. Uh, it's on the YouVersion Bible app, and it, it's called COVID-19 Encouragement. It's a 60-day plan that was written by pastors throughout the country of China while they were first going through the pandemic there. And it's filled with wise encouragement and inspiration that, that helped other people in China get through it. And so I started reading it for myself. The other day, this is what it said in the devotional. It said, it is impossible for me to change the situation. So I have two choices. I can worry and stress about the future, or I can be still and know that he is God. I can read the news and try to predict when my mask can come off or when I can sit in a church service again, or... I can just rest in the amazing truth that my God is sovereign right now. And he is being so good to me right now. The peace that comforts and calms my soul is only found in God, my fortress. I know that you may be worried, you may be angry, you may be completely over this whole situation. But the truth remains that we found ourselves in the middle of a situation in life that we never prepared for. And Peter's advice to us is to focus on what matters most. To, to allow our minds to calm down enough so that we could focus on Jesus. And focus on living our life the way he would want us to live our life. So that someday in the future we receive the grace from our faith in him. And I know this isn't 
easy to do. But with work, it can happen. We clear our minds and we focus on what matters most. You know, as a football coach, there are times where I'll have a team and we'll be in the middle of a game and I can tell they're not focused. <laughs> I can tell they are thinking about something else. They're thinking about the weekend. They're thinking about something in their family or, or they're busy looking at the stands or the cheerleaders. And I could tell they're not focused. And one of the things I've done in the past is when I can sense my team is not focused on the task at hand, is to call a timeout. I mean, I've literally called a timeout and had my team huddle up, and we will get our arms around each other, and together as a group, we take some deep breaths. In and out. In and out. We get a couple drinks of water and we refocus our mind on the task at hand. Today, allow me to be your coach for just a moment. I want to call a timeout in your life and in our lives. And I want you to just take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to take some deep breaths, literally, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I know you watch these services while you're, you're cooking breakfast or you're doing dishes or you're cleaning. So just, just stop all that for a moment and just focus and take some deep breaths in and out. In and out. Grab a drink of water, allow your mind to calm down, and refocus it on what matters most. The secret to success is to have the focus to match it. We as Christians are called to focus on Jesus no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what's going on in the world. We're called to focus on Jesus and to live life as he lived life, to be, try to be holy as he was holy. In order to do that, we've got to focus on what matters most. So today you have a choice. As the new week approaches us, how will you enter this week? Will you be focused on Jesus or will you be distracted by thoughts, by worries, by other people, by the news? My hope is that you will follow Peter's advice and that you will focus on what matters most. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the chance to read Peter's letter, a letter of encouragement, letter of hope, a letter of practical advice for, for Christians when they go through times that they don't know what to do. And so we try to take in his advice and this morning, this week, we, we're going to try to focus our minds to calm our nerves and, and to be able to focus on what really matters the most, which is Jesus. We ask you to help us do that and to help us live the life that you've called us to live. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.